For the Way Highway here on Adobe Radio with your hosts, Sean Cowig and Kristen Sanchez. I'm so excited! You're listening to Adobe Radio, and this is the Way Highway. This very animated voice that you're listening to is the one and only Sean Cowig, who's kind of talking like the micro machines man right now. But I digress. Like I said, the Way Highway is on. We're taking over the airwaves for the next 55 or so. So sit back, relax, spark them if you got them, because this is a cannabis comedy show, and I'm not in it alone, and I'm so happy about that. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Kristen Sanchez. Hi! Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. I feel like right now you're at a sativa level, and yeah. I'm over here chilling at an indica. Um, so, Dude, uh, together we make a hybrid. Yeah, we're we're one fancy hybrid. Wow! And if you'd like to follow these hybrids on social media, you could go ahead and follow Sean Cowick at Sean Cowick. If you'd like to follow me, Kristen Sanchez, you could follow me at Siren Sixteen X. You could also follow the Way Highway at the Way Highway, or send us an email at wayhighway at adobe.com. Yes, and we want to hear from you. It's, yeah, it's gonna be. Tell us, tell us what uh what you plan to do to like give candy to kids for trick-or-treating like do you have yeah. a plan is there going to be like a pulley system because i'm starting to think like what are we gonna do how is that gonna work are you going yeah. to use hand sanitizer in between each and every pull from bowl into child's bag or basket what's gonna happen i'm very intrigued as well and i'm also still intrigued i want you to send an email or slide into our dms and tell us Halloween costume and what cannabis you're pairing it with. I want to know. Yes. I would like to know. So tell us, please. Uh, we have a very special guest today, Kristen. Are you psyched? I'm so excited. I'm going to bring him in immediately, ladies and gentlemen. Master Thespian, industry multi-hyphenate, very good friend of mine, the one and only... Mr. William Bremer, hello. Hello. Thanks How are for you? being Thanks on for being today. Here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I think I'm probably going to fill a bowl with uh, hand sanitizer and just put the candy in there and just leave that soaking, see what gotcha. dissolves, see what comes out. You're going to yeah. sanitize the candy itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, just keep everybody safe. Maybe throw a couple of vaccines in there just to see who notices. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Throw a couple vaccines in there. Remember, there was a time when everyone was like, you need to watch out for your Halloween candy. There could be syringes in there. But what if the syringes were full of the cure? Not the cure, but the, the vaccine. The band, the cure. <laughs> the band, the cure. What, what an interesting turn of events you've created with your uh, vaccines within candy regiment. It's Thank so you. funny. Thank the you. only like, so like, I'm a big true crime fan. And uh, I know that there's only like one actual uh, story of someone poisoning candy. Ah. Um, and it was a father. <laughs> of course. 
It was yeah. a father. Of course. And uh, he accidentally, uh, accidentally, gave it to his kids. And then one of his kids gave it to, um, like, or shared it with a friend or something like that. Ugh. And something happened to the other kid. And they were like super sus. So then uh, immediately they were like, um, we think something's wrong with, oh, you killed your family. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah. Sharing is caring, except when your dad's trying to poison you. Yeah. Yeah. Family annihilator shit. No, thank you. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> Can everybody just chill out, please? Come on. No poison candy I mean this year. We did specifically ask for either a trick or a treat. Yeah, so I really feel true. like the joke's on us. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That is true. That is uh, true. It was, in the end, we got what we asked for. Yeah. And they say, be careful what you ask for. You there was a thing on TikTok that kills me. And it's a, a guy who was like, oh, my parents always said to me, like, I'll give you something to cry about. Fuck, I didn't realize they were playing the long game and it was the economy and the job market and the housing market. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. They're, they're crafty. They're yeah. tricky. They like, got you amazing. good. That's amazing. Amazing. They got Thank you good. You. Never yeah. thought. Never thought. You thought it was going to be like a slap. Global warming. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha with global warming. Uh, we've known about for a very, very, very long time, but yeah. we haven't done anything about it because we're like, Haha, not our problem. We'll be dead by then. Um, yeah. But like, yeah. So it looks like you guys have to do with that now. Ooh, so little time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well. You know, let's get high. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get high, shall we? I, uh, we're gonna do a little section, uh, William. We like to call a product review. And, and what I've brought for y'all here today, I just wanted you to take a look at this pack of Lowell Smokes pre rolls. Uh, these are their energetic sativa pre-rolls, hence why I am the sativa of the show today. Um, they're 22.51% THC, and what they do for their energizing sativa is they mix some strains that they're having a really good time with on the Lowell Farms. And so for this one, it's uh, Original Gorilla and Mother's Milk. So that's what the mix is in this Lowell Smokes uh, pre-roll here. Um, and uh, the, so when you look at the package here, it's like a little slender brown box. Uh, looks like it's made out of like cardboard and paper. So it's not a lot of plastic. So immediately I'm looking at it. I'm like, you, you care about the environment. How cool. Um, and the front is one of those little like, how is it magnetic on paper? You're blowing my mind technology. So it's a little <laughs> magnetic flip there. And then the whole package pulls out and you've got um, the Lowell Smokes, I think the bull has a name. Oh, what is the bull's name? Bull, uh, oh yeah, because in 1909, William Bull Lowell began growing what was called Indian hemp on his farm uh, on the central coast of California. So uh, the nickname for the dude that started it was Bull. So that's why there's this like fancy bull wearing a button up shirt and a vest 
with his little shovel. Bowl. This bowl cleans uh, up. This is a handsome bowl, man. That's a bowl I, I would bring home to mama. Yeah, if you are um, a furry and mm -hmm. also into marijuana, this is an attractive bowl that you yeah. could just like whip out and have, you know? Must have. Yeah, yes. it's a must have. It's a must have. Must have. Uh, but then behind the bowl is where the the pre rolls sit right there, which is fun. A little, it's a little window opening there, almost like a uh, advent calendar, but not. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I then like look that at it this. It has so many trick compartments. Yes. Well, look at the little top one. It's got matches. What? There are little wooden matches in the top here, right? Shut up. Little wooden matches in there. Look at that. Right. Little the matches in the top. Way. And this guy. This is. This is what this Strike. does. The top is for striking. Amazing. Amazing. Well, fire. And that's me smoking a joint. That's what it looks like. That's what happens. Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. Uh, so <clears throat> I'm really a fan. I'm, I'm a bougie bitch. Uh, when it comes to cannabis, right? So, like, uh, I'm also pretty bougie when it comes to, pa like, fancy packaging impresses me, especially when it looks like you've taken care of all of your surface area. Like, you've packed everything in here, so you've done it in a way that I'm not like, why is there all this extra stuff, right? Yeah, not wasteful. Yeah, this is not wasteful. I think Lowell Farms did a very good job. The joints are are very very tasty, very strong. Uh, fantastic product. Ten out of ten would recommend. Awesome. That's what I got to say about Lowell Farms Energizing Sativa Joints. Fight me. <laughs> do they feel energizing? They do. They they truly do. It is a it's a great lift. It's a great lifty uh, awesome. mix of sativas. Um, <clears throat> great for podcasting, joking around with your friends, going to a museum, uh, doing the things that you have to do uh, that you can do a little high. Yeah. Yep. Okay. yep. Uh, and that is the section we like to call product review. Ha. Hello. Uh, William. Yeah. Thanks for being here. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah. I've had a very good day. Yeah. Um, in my last week of working my job, before ah. I gave myself some time to not work my job. Yes. And that is Jim. That's yeah. so <laughs> Yes. Yes. William is doing a, a fantastic thing. I feel like it's a rite of passage for an artist, and maybe you've moved past your rite of uh, passage. You are quitting the service industry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing that uh, actor rite of passage where I'm unemployed. Yep. And I am living. Well, yeah. Well, part one is you got to work at some point in the service in industry. And then, yes, oh, part yeah. two is at some point you have to be completely unemployed. A couple of yes. artists write of rites of passage. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And it, it, it makes me feel really good to read like autobiographies of, of famous actors because all of them inevitably are like, Fuck man, I was it was rough and then something good happened. Yeah. Like Jason Momoa was gonna lose his house the next month and then he got the Aquaman job and the Game of Thrones job and he was like, Well, cool, guess I can pay you that rent. Yeah. Hey, yep, I guess everything's gonna be all right. Wayne yeah. the Rock Johnson was living out of his car before he signed his contract with the WWE. So yep. wow. Like was he just like 
pumping bricks in the back seat? How did he maintain? So he he was a football player, and um, he also had um, he came from a family where wrestling was in the background. His dad was a, a famous wrestler as well. Um, so uh, I think he had access to equipment that not maybe everyone would have that was specifically for wrestling. Yo, I, I mean, he did have all that money from the food truck that he ran where he asked people if they could smell what The Rock was cooking. And oh, then they could. Man. Oh, that's wonderful. Man. man. I apologize for the 90% of my body that's dad joke that's about to go down <laughs> in the next 45 ish minutes. <laughs> you please, please get out all the hot dad joke content for the stone. I only do hot dad jokes. Yeah, hot dad jokes. Well, man. yeah, you're a hot yeah. dad. You are not a father, but you will be a hot dad one day. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've I've been a suburban father since I was like twelve. Yeah, yeah. Like I have no children, but the whole vibe. Yeah. A cargo shorts, you know. It's like your yeah. essence. Like I, I like to say that um, my style is like golden girl chic. Uh huh. Like yeah. not quite in the retirement home, but like on the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I realized that I, I. My style is the Vampire Diaries. Yeah. I'm rocking tight black jeans, Henleys, and I wear like a bunch of things on my wrist. Watch that show. I dress like every dude on that show. And I'm not upset Henleys about it. It's, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It's good to know yourself. Yeah. 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 You got to find who you are. Be that a father, the Golden Girls, or the Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like Jelly was going to come in right there and then didn't. We, Jelly, were you going to come in <laughs> and just uh, shun my, my shun my chic? <laughs> um, She's not going to come on here and yuck your yum. <laughs> it's just not what she does. William, what was your least favorite thing about working as a server? It's definitely when, like some people that you serve are really, really nice yeah. and it's amazing. Yeah. And some people are mean and that's like their stuff. Right. The weird ones are when you walk up to somebody and they're looking at the menu or their phone and you're like, hi, here's the whole thing about the restaurant. Can I get you anything? And they just don't look up at all. Won't even like, look That's at a you. lot. Won't make they won't even look at you. And then after a little bit, they'll look over and they'll be like, yeah, I want some water with lemon. And then they'll look back down. And every time you pass by, they'll be like four. And be like, okay, I guess I'll I guess I'll find that. Uh. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Miley. Yes. Yeah, Boone. Do it, uh, are we just naming utensils? What are we doing here? <laughs> oh, they'll just like hand you a dirty plate because it's a family style spot, so you have to be bussing constantly. They'll just like they'll be eating a thing. And they'll just, their arm will come up with, with a bowl for you. <laughs> it's crazy. Like what? The, you're working there. <laughs> you're just working there. Like, when they're annoyed that you're talking and would appreciate if you were talking as little as possible. You're like, I, there's certain, I have to ask you the thing that you want. Mm-hmm. I would love to not be talking to you right now, yeah. but I'm required to. And I think you want me to deep down. <laughs> I well, think that you came here because you require something that I can give you. I know yeah. you don't feel like talking, but 
gosh, this is going to get hard if you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I cannot read your mind currently. If you just communicate with me. (laughs) I could give you a piece of paper. Just write it on your fucking phone. Text it to me. Yeah. Hey, I'd actually be fine with that. Were your your home, like, dinners conversational? Like in in my home growing up? Yeah. Yeah. Right, Kristen? Conversational? Yes, but we also, um, it was the only time that we got to watch The Simpsons. Um, because when oh. dad was home, we got to watch the Simpsons. So, oh. um, a lot of like, whenever the Simpsons was on, that was what was on. But other than that, like we would, we would talk as a family. <laughs> Cause I just wonder, like, same, also same. So I guess going out dinner for me, it's like, like, it's like, there's an extra person there helping you. You know what I mean? But like, I yeah. never don't think to not include them sort of in the thing we're all going through this together yeah and like people have bad days sometimes where they're like made a reservation at a restaurant and then messed all the way up and started fighting between booking the reservation and sitting down that happens but it's always funny to me when i see a group of like four people just sitting in stone silence Uh, yeah uh, yeah because like you you wanted to come out and eat with these people ostensibly you probably should you know talk to them a little that sounds like my nightmare. Yeah. That's, that sounds like a little literal nightmare to me. Yeah. That would make me go crazy. Yeah. That would make me go absolutely crazy. Silence at a time. And then there's the other end where the tables start talking to each other. Within my first month, there was this time where a drunk man tried to fight a baby because <laughs> the baby was being really loud and the guy was really drunk and he just kept yelling across oh, like four tables no. at this baby it was like can you just shut that baby up and they were like no it's a baby yeah. and no. it lasted for like 40 minutes oh. and then they finally had to escort this guy out because he wanted to fight the baby that's insanity fucking people un- are yeah. crazy yeah people that, i mean that's probably the same dad that poisoned the candy just oh, a winner man just a winner all around that dad is going places that dad. That dad. Um, well, my, so my nightmare, my least favorite from my time in the service industry, waiting tables at TGF Fridays. Uh, it used to be on Newbury Street in Boston. I was the long con where I like, I had this seemingly pleasant British man. I served him. He was there for a really long time. He ordered a bottle of wine for himself, which you're not really supposed to do. But I was like, fuck it. It's dead. So I served him this wine. He ate like a steak dinner just by himself reading the newspaper. And anytime I was there, he'd be like, Sean, Sean, are are you a musician or something? And I'm like, I'd be like, no. And he'd be like, ah, I could see you on a stage playing a guitar. And I'm like, well, I am an actor. And he's like, incredible. Tell me about it. So he would just really pump me up. Just Mm -hmm. really pay me compliments. And it was a long con all the way for me to drop the check and him to put the exact amount of cash down and be like, I'm so sorry. I'm low on funds. I can't tip you tonight. But you've been wonderful. And and just like put the rest of his cash in his pocket and walked away. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) The betrayal. The absolute oh betrayal. God. It's so crazy. That's crazy. It was insane. Oh my God. It was insane. It was insane. 
He just had me enraptured in his fucking weird energy for hours. And I gained nothing for it. (laughs) So could have not engaged you in that way, but like went out of his way to draw you in and give you that light of hope. Yeah. And just take it away. Like he could have just not said anything, enjoyed his meal and gone. And you would have looked in the book and be like, oh, but instead. Yeah. And to announce it to me. You you also could have like, yes, you could have been a dick the entire time. You also could have been nice the entire time and then put cash down and run out of there without saying anything. Why yeah. would you announce to me to my fa- I want you to know how big of a douchebag I'm about to be because I'm telling you about it. It's crazy. At the other end of the restaurant doing stuff. He's like, oh, chat, come by, come by, come by, come here. Come I simply um, must tell you. what the hell is that uh crazy (laughs) am i right am i right thank god it's friday thank god it's um, friday i never worked uh like serving tables but Mm. i did work at disneyland so i've done my fucking penance you did it (laughs) you did it 10 times over but You've like one of over. the things that one of so I worked in entertainment and specifically I had uh, characters and we had a location that was like a breakfast. Um, and so like you'd bring like Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and Donald and, and Max and Winnie the Pooh and Eeyore and Tigger and Captain Hook and Peter Pan. Like all of them are at this breakfast and they're supposed to like go around from table to table. Um, and basically the entire time that you have that shift, you were being yelled at by different tables, being like, my child hasn't seen Pooh Bear yet. So like, I'm sorry, can, can you go get him? Um, can you go get him right now? I'm sorry, no, uh, Pooh Bear is actually with another family right now. But after he's done with that other family, he'll wander right over here, I'm sure. And then, like, walking over to Pooh and being like, get over to that family or they'll be the worst. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's and then, what? like, just, like, the craziness and the entitledness that people, like, get. It's so bananas. So, like, that is a special experience that you pay for. Like, you, uh, like, it's not just, like, a thing that, like, anyone can walk in and do it. And very, very frequently people would come in to the restaurant and just try to take pictures with the characters. Oh. And we'd be like, get out! No, you no, don't no, even no. go here! <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like very silly because oh. like people would just come in and be like, no, I want to take a picture with that character. And I was like, yeah, I understand that, but that's not how this works, lady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then getting cussed out oh, like yeah, every yeah. adult oh yeah. my goodness i one time had an adult scream in my face so much and he was cursing and i kept telling him like please stop cursing like they're kids just please stop cursing um and like he was like attacking he was mad that he couldn't get to see he didn't get to see goofy um because goofy had to go get into the parade and i suggested that if they wanted to see goofy they go and they sit on this place right over here, which has the perfect seats to see the parade. And then right after you watch the parade, you can tell Goofy what a great job he did and you can meet him. This is the kind of storytelling. This is Disney fucking quality yeah. here. Yeah. Um, and so, 
And um, so like, he's screaming at me and I'm just like, oh, because he can't see this character and I've done everything that I can. And I look at him and I was like, sir, if you stop cursing right now, I will literally walk you personally to where you can get me fired. Cause he kept saying, I want to, I'm going to get you fired. Where do I go? Who do I talk to? What do I have to do? And so I walked him over to city hall and he was like, okay. And so I like finished up and said everything. And I was like, goofy, you cool. Awesome. Um, and then I walked him over to the place and I was like, by the way, Christian Sanchez, that's the name. Go ahead and complain. Um, and, uh, it's, it's wonderful because the second that like guests get into, um, city hall, and they start like, that fucking, they immediately throw out the complaint. So it's just like, ha Also, like, I ugh, I was um, pretty valuable at that point because I had specialties in Star Wars and Marvel. Uh-huh. So, uh, uh-huh. There wasn't you really know where getting would be. Oh, yeah. I knew where all the characters would be. You want to know where someone's at? I fucking knew. It's my <laughs> whole thing. <laughs> I know the answer to this question, but was this person mad on behalf of a child or just that he as an adult didn't get to see Goofy? He uh, he was a grandfather and his grandchild oh wow. was uh, not able to see Goofy. Um, and I you was just like, I, I just remember it so, oh, I remember it so vividly. Okay, so do you know what a straw boater is? It's a hat. Oh, the hat. Yeah, like that. Yeah. So the Dapper Dans, if yeah. you are yeah. aware, they wear yeah. those at Disneyland. So if you are working in that area on Main Street, USA, part of your costume is one of those hats if it's sunny and you show, so desire. So I would always wear one um, because save your skin from the sun, everyone. Wear oh. sunscreen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I would wear one. And during that particular instance... He was yelling at me and he got so close to my face. His forehead was touching the rim of my straw boater. And I was like, fuck. And then he put his finger in my face and uh, it seemed like he might've been like a work with his hands kind of guy because one of his nails was completely black. And I was just like, ooh. But um, yeah, it was kind of a lot to have that real close to your face jesus um, yeah people, <laughs> oh, people man. are people are the best people are the best, the best but well, not time, bad dads okay yeah not, not bad, bad dads not bad dads. one time i did have like the most baller moment i've ever had in my entire life um so i was working um and i was at tomorrowland terrace and uh there they had like a tomorrowland exhibit for the movie when the movie tomorrowland came out a million years ago. Um, and one of the TV screens was not working. And there was a woman who came up and demanded I get the TV screen to work. And I was like, unfortunately, I can't do anything about that. <laughs> like, I can't make a broken thing instantly work for you, ma'am. And then she was like, well, I'm an annual pass holder. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So uh, I, yeah. I immediately. Uh, I'm I, so sorry. And I was just like, oh. I'm so, and, and then like, uh, um, that'll she, make the she, TV work for sure, for sure. Let me got, tell him. Let me tell him. All right. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, and then she got really uh, frustrated, and then she started snapping in my face, like literally snapping <laughs> in my face. Um, so like 
emphasize her disappointment and displeasure. And at that point, I was just like, oh, okay, you know what, ma'am? I'm actually going to go ahead and see what I can do for you. And I just walked off stage and was like, fuck that. I'm just going to stay out here until she's gone because, like, I'm not yep. going back out there. That's, that's bullshit. But in the very moment that I was walking off stage, like, livid, the stormtroopers were about to come out. Oh. And so I know, I knew everyone in Star Wars in that, like, community. And so um, I looked at them and they were like, what's wrong, Kristen? And I was like, someone just snapped at me. And they were like, someone yelled at you? And I was like, no, someone snapped at me. And they were like, oh, my God, show us. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So now I'm walking out flanked by two stormtroopers <laughs> in full regalia with their oh blasters. And I'm just like, oh, this is going to be the best moment of my entire life because they they have like um they have the ability to say move along, um it's a command that they can do. Um, and so basically they were just going to go in there and keep saying move along until she left. And I was just like cackling, dying with the idea. Yeah. Um. And oh goodness, uh, she was not there. <laughs> she was but, not there hey. when we came back. Hey. But God, the plan was in yeah. place. The plan was in place. Yeah, it's the uh, thought that counts. It's the thought. Yeah, it's the thought. Yes. Very much. Uh, holy but shit. Yeah, I, we we got to take a quick break. Uh, we got to take a quick break here on the Way Highway. We'll come back. We got more Sean, more Kristen, more William. You're listening to Adobe Radio. That's fantastic. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Don't worry. It's only been 15 minutes. There's more Way Highway to come on Adobe Radio. Welcome back to The Way Highway here on Adobe Radio. I'm Sean. I'm Kristen, and with us today is our special guest, William Brimmer! William! Yeah! Hi. Um, Dude, (laughs) we worked together over the summer on a project, and correct me if I'm wrong, but was that your directorial debut? It was. It was the first time I ever directed anything for the stage. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. How how was the experience for you? It was really cool. I feel like, I mean, I, I got very lucky because all of you were a very talented cast who knew what you were doing. Uh, so we just focused on the acting bits and everything yeah. else came together because I don't know a lot about directing and uh, y'all were nice enough to let me try and Dude, it turned out really well. That's that's it, right? Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to, the first time you do anything is, is, uh, it's a try. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna try this out. See what yeah. happens. Um, yeah. Uh, it was a rat. That was a rat experience. It was incredible uh, because you're great. You're a student of the game. I really appreciate you about that. Appreciate that Thank about you. you. I almost said that backwards. Did you hear that? <laughs> I really yeah, appreciate nice. you about that. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> I really appreciate you about that. What is yeah, the game? Well, the game. You said the game. A student of the game, uh, of of acting. I ah, William yes. came over uh, to work a scene with me the other night, right? Mm-hmm. A scene for my acting class, and I watched you do script work on it immediately before being a reader, and I was like, "That's the dopest shit I've ever seen in my life." <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> it's the only way, dude. Because yeah. it's yeah, it's the only way. It's the only way. 
I really appreciate that about you. What's up? Okay. Pitch to me. All right. What is right. your ideal, like, like for me, it's, it's uh, a series regular on a television show for multiple seasons, right? Mm-hmm. And just grow right. and develop with a character along those seasons. Yeah. What's your, like, ideal dream thespionics situation? Oh, God, that's changed so many times. I kind Ooh. of don't know. Like, there's a, there's a part of me that always wants to do theater. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not where a lot of the money is, but I like, I've never done a run of a show that's more than like 12 performances. Yeah. So I want to know what doing the same story is like the hundredth time. Yes. Because yes. it's it's a different flavor of getting to evolve that character over so many seasons. Right. I would love to do the series regular where you do right. the thing every, but also I'm really excited about the prospect of like, you do all this character work, you shoot a movie. Yeah. And then it's gone. And then you do another one, someone totally different, and it's gone. And I don't know, because I've only done short runs of things, I don't know how I would feel. Obviously, all of them would be incredible. I don't know how I would feel, like, if I'm in season eight of a show, I don't know if something in the back of my head is like, do anything else. Do, like, find, like, you have to be doing a play on the side or something to do a different character also. Or if it's like, that's all I need, that's amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I totally. feel like it just depends on if the character is like creatively satisfying. So like if the character yeah. is like a bit of a challenge and like you really have to like put your brains on it, um, that would mm-hmm. be more satisfying than like a character that you just kind of personally embody with your personality and you can just kind yeah. of step into like a Joey. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. It's it, it really depends on the script and it being an incredible story. Yeah, And then past that, the thing that I want is the opportunity to play somebody that's different from myself because like, yeah, there's going to be similarities and I don't have to work on those as hard, but I play myself all the time. It'd be dope to get the chance to stretch out of that in increasingly large ways. Yeah. I really want to play something that like takes a while in makeup before I go out and do the thing. Yeah. Like play a demon in something or like a like a like a lizard dude. Your skin is gonna hate you afterwards. Oh absolutely. Absolutely. You just have to like really take so like I understand that like aftercare for makeup might not be like a thing. But you have to like actually do it in order to make sure that your face didn't fall the fuck off. Yeah. Um, God. So, fun fact. I don't know if I've said this before. Sorry. I have a big fucking fan of Lord of the Rings. And one of the big things about Lord of the Rings is they have a fuck ton of prosthetics. Yeah. And one of the uh, major prosthetics was for Gimli. Yeah, sure. um, And, uh, which is the dwarf, if you don't know. Um, And the, uh, the actor who played Gimli was so allergic to the um, adhesive that he basically started tripping and he thought that he was actually Gimli. Like he thought he was an actual fucking dwarf. Wow. And they realized it when he acted, like he tried to like 
kill one of the the performers <laughs> with the at like oh, he like no. went for it it was it when they were doing the moria scene yeah sure um oh, and no. that's when they realized oh fuck um and then they obviously got him help but like shit is that bonkers that is oh absolutely bonkers that's <laughs> incredible. it takes right? method acting to the next level yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who needs technique when you have drugs? <laughs> when you are psychologically damaged to believe you really are a dwarf. Oh. But man. also the crazy thing is that if he had made them all call him Mr. President instead of trying to commit murder, no one would have known. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. Yeah. The murder really gave him away. If he had just been going around like, no, it is me, Gimli, they'd be like, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, just been like a weird process. Yeah, yeah. this is in the process, right? right? He's Daniel Day yeah. Lewising the set. <laughs> There's John yep. Reese Davies, yep. Daniel Day yeah. Louis. Yeah, Daniel <laughs> Day Louis. <laughs> uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Oh man. William, are you method? <laughs> Would you dress up like Bill the Book Butcher and walk around New York? <laughs> Just being like, ah, I'm looking to get a pack of camels. Uh, yeah, every time I do Sweeney Todd, I murder several people. You, you just got to prove to yourself that it's real. You know what I'm saying? Dude, when oh, I book the role, when I book the role that I'm talking about with all the prosthetics, I'm going to ask for the trip out prosthetics. Be like, can you give me the ones that will make me trip out and actually think I'm playing? Uh, I'm, I'm I would really... like the ones that are also poison. <laughs> give me the poison ones <laughs> to get me in Can character. I have the ones that will kill me? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I would request the pot. But also, I have like some kind of an accent now when I get to this point in my yeah. career. Yo, you just, right. I love that you, you just fucking develop an accent just one oh, day. Oh, sure. Like, <laughs> oh, how ridiculous. You're listening to Adobe Radio, and this is the Way Highway. <laughs> Just well, it takes not- people weeks to notice because they think you're just really committed to the bit. Wow. And then you're like, I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a cry for help the last 78 episodes. There's a Please. fucking Futurama episode that kills me with uh, George Takai in it. And it's uh, they're doing a like parody of Scooby-Doo. And they pull off the head of the guy at the end. And they're like, why did you do it? And it's George Takai, who is the uh, unmasked one. And he goes, why? Because I'm mentally ill. And I have never (laughs) cackle laughed so hard. Because it was, and like, they just like completely move past it. Like, it's as if he didn't say, like, you crazy kids. And it kills me. Oh my God, Futurama's so fucking funny. Love that show. Futurama is funny. It's mm-hmm. very, very funny. I um, I do. I never thought of uh, movies the way you describe them. Like in that, like, hey, you like it's is very specific and boom and transient. And now I've done this movie and now it's over. Unless you, mm-hmm. they start making millions of sequels. Uh, but it right. just hit me with like back in the day. Imp- like I was. I spent the majority of my time doing live theater, doing the most transient work of art forever. Because every run of a show, if I did 
150 shows with the same group of people. Not a single one was ever the same. And that's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think about that too. Uh, it's funny because like, so in sketch writing, yeah. uh, which was something that I learned at the second city, um, but I had already had a background, a pretty uh, large background in improv because I was uh, a graduate of IO at that time. And uh, in addition to other things. Um, and it was just, uh, fuck, what was I talking about? Improv is transient. Hold on. Get it. Think about it. Think about it. Because we're going to take one more break here on the way out. Okay. We'll be right back with more Sean, more Kristen, <laughs> more William. Sit in your seats. Just keep listening. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Way Highway here on Adobe Radio. I'm Sean. I'm Kristen, and our special guest today is William Brummer. Yay! It's me, Helen. (laughs) Um, So I remembered what I was going to say, and basically just to wrap it up real quick. um, uh, uh, Being able to have um, the experience of playing all those characters made it so much easier to write all of these sketches, because Mm -hmm. I just felt like immediately like I knew the characters, Mm -hmm. because I had played so many random characters in all the hundreds of shows that I had just like tossed away into the improv ether before. Mm-hmm. But yes, mm-hmm. that was it. Fuck it, improv, Hell baby. Yeah. One day we'll all do an improv show soon. Oh my god. Oh, One day we'll miss it. Um, uh, Kristen, earlier you had a precursor to the prepared segment that I have here for us in segment three. Because uh, I had a feeling we'd, we'd, we'd talk about some acting. I didn't know that like odd things on film sets that happened mm-hmm. did come up. But I got a BuzzFeed article here that these are 13 random AF, random as fuck, behind the scenes stories from movie sets that sound made up but aren't. And there's one on here also from Lord of the Rings. I don't know if this is as exciting as tripping out and thinking you are Gimli the Dwarf. But is it Aragorn's? <laughs> no, did Aragorn have one too? Hold on. This one was just in, in the... Uh, in the first one, there's a scene, and I remember the scene too, because now I can think about Sean Bean, and he looks like Sean Bean just looks like he's holding his head down with like the weight of everything that's going on. But mm-hmm. the reason why that happened is because those were new pages. Uh, and he he got a new script that day, so he had it taped to his leg. Amazing. Oh so he's all doing that. Because he's reading his lines off of a script that's taped to his leg. Do you want to know another fun thing about him? Give us another about Sean Bean. About Sean Bean. He was absolutely terrified of ever being in a helicopter. So for every shot that they had to be up like a mountain, he climbed it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yep. Wow. And then the one for Vigo Mortensen is in the second film. Um, there's a moment where like the Urukai have supposedly killed uh Pippin and Mary, and they're like super upset, and he kicks the helmet. Um, and during that moment he screams in anger. And uh they kept that moment because in that uh when he kicked it, he actually broke his toe. Um oh, no. so yeah. Oops. Or like his foot or something like that. Yeah. Oops. He fucked something up. So. Oops. Oh, oops. No, like we're putting that in the movie. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so here's another one. Uh, in 2005, on the set of the remake of the Amityville Horror, um, an actual dead body ended up <laughs> ended up floating up in the lake that they were using. Holy oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> ah! Like they fucking uncovered a cold case while they were filming yeah. a movie. Jesus Christ, how scary! Dude, we were filming, and the police came by and said that they were around the water because they said they had discovered a dead body floating around. Actor Melissa George said, "So it was very e- eerie." We were like, "Awesome!" Now I'm much more comfortable shooting this movie. Freaky! <laughs> 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 oh my god. Um, Somebody on that set had to be like, yeah, 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 let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we work this into the use script this. somehow? Use this. this is great. Use we got to be able to use this, right? Um, okay, here's another one. So on the set of the original uh, 1974 Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, here's the other thing. So as terrifying as this movie is to watch, it was even more disgusting to film. The last day of shooting went on for like 26 or 27 hours, maybe even longer. The lights were so damn strong that the bones that they were using as props started cooking, director Toby Hooper said. So every time I'd say cut, everyone would run to the window and puke. A doctor had to come out and administer Dramamine to help settle people's stomachs. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. It's amazing that that's back in the day, too. So it's like, all of my actors are puking. What should I do? Give them Dramamine. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like send them home. Yeah. No, no, no. Not, not change any of the props. Not like clear the no. set of all the stuff that's causing this. Just give them a couple of tabs. They'll be all right. Give them Dramamine. Get them back to work. Don't they understand that we need this shot? <laughs> Come on, guys. I mean, it's like, Hello. oh, Hello. oh, there are people? Oh. <laughs> um, this one's kind of crazy. So this is uh, about uh, Stanley Kubrick. Um, he destroyed most of the props after filming 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> so it's reported bonkers. that after the sci-fi film was finished shooting, the director purposefully destroyed nearly all of the film's props. And the rumor was that this was his attempt to keep them from being used on lesser science fiction films in the future. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. That's the rumor. What an unbelievable twat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was basically like, I don't want anyone stealing my vision. Like, wow, wow. Destroy it. Burn it with fire. What a what a wow. That's petty. Somebody burning down the Paramount lot in the dead of night. Like I would hate for this to be used. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> okay, so this is kind of funny. So apparently director Randall Kleiser, Kleiser had major beef with Jack Nicholson and Warren Beatty while fim- filming Grease in 1978. Uh, because apparently Nicholson and Beatty had offices across from the Paramount stage that there were many of the scenes musical numbers were being filmed. And they these dudes just kept yelling out the window at them to shut up because they were trying to write. jack nicholson and warren Beatty, you're yelling at an iconic movie being made right now guys hilarious (laughs) Uh, like take it down a couple notches fellas 
Like, tell me more. Tell me, please don't Shut tell up. him more. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> Shut up. I'm trying to write. What do I write? What if, what if either of those, what were they writing? <laughs> what is written by either Jack Nicholson or Warren Beatty? Did Warren Beatty Nothing, write? Nothing, because Carissa fucking it up. That's it. <laughs> That's it. We could have had an iconic. Yeah, iconic catalog of Warren Beatty, Jack Nick. I wonder if they were writing together. That sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds just awful. Oh, no. Um, Apparently, director Christopher Nolan and uh, crew for Interstellar uh, in 2014 planted over 800 acres of corn for real because they didn't want to use a CGI farm while filming. Crazy. That's a lot. Damn. That's a lot of corn. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of corn. Um, also, I mean, is that a good thing? I don't know. Like, is corn helpful? <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's a plan. But we should trick a lot more people into making movies that require nature, and then they'll just like... <laughs> Here at Universal, we're trying to get our corn mandate up. So I need everyone to write a corn vehicle, something that takes place in and around or is about corn, please. All your corn films. Pitch, pitch tomorrow at 11. Um, all right. Doing Cousin of the Corn. Cousin I have the- a, a crazy uh, one about Sean Connery. Um, oh, hold on one second. I got to yeah. – this is my – my winner from this article right here. Amazing. So apparently in 97, the cast and the crew of Titanic were drugged with PCP. So <laughs> on the last day of shooting, the present day uh, scenes in Nova Scotia for Titanic, the cast and crew ate chowder that had been spiked with PCP. Uh, the crew vans came, picked everybody up, and took us to the Dartmouth General Hospital, crew member Marilyn McAvoy said. Some people were having a really hard time. I think maybe the people who had more experience with drugs were having flashbacks and bad trips. Uh, <laughs> and they never caught the person who did it. But some- oh, that's so oh, fucked up. God. That's crazy. Somebody- also, in chowder? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's the least... The, you would think of drugs in a lot of foods, and that's just not one of them. That's that's not it at all. That's somebody's not fucking it. sitting at home right now, and every time they play Titanic, they're like, "You know what I did to that place? Yeah. I got everybody high as shit before they died in an iceberg. I spiked their chowder with PCP. Oh God, what? That's so strange. That's so strange. Also, that's so much PCP. That's a yeah. lot of PCP. The yeah. whole cast and crew of Titanic. Well, yeah. it was that's the, like somebody. It was the present day. Drop money on this. Yeah, totally, totally. But they didn't get DiCaprio. They didn't get. Oh, it, was the it was the present. The present day. So it wasn't. So they it got wasn't like every extra on that boat just got fucking no. destroyed. No, they got okay. Bill Paxton, but like he doesn't uh, deserve that shit. The old lady. Yeah, they got the old lady. What are you doing? Yeah. Oh my god. It's like god. I survived the Titanic, but this might be what gets me. Oh my god, why would you drug an old lady with PCP? She's probably the one that was having the flashback to the bad trip. Yeah. 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 Kristen, what was your crazy? Okay, so um uh Lana Turner 
mm-hmm. uh, uh, actress. Um, she, at one point in her career, was uh, dating a man named Johnny Stompanato, who happened to be a uh, heavy <laughs> for the mafia. Okay. Um, and so, uh, yeah. And you so he like got... Stompanato, yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> he was very abusive oh. um, to her. And so one time he came on to set and he like interrupted filming and was like, you need to get the fuck because she's a movie star. Like you need to get the fuck home. And uh, like started like manhandling her and her co-star was Sean Connery and Sean Connery walked the fuck over and just knocked him out. And like one punch yeah! just, just knocked him out. And then after that, um, they were no longer allowed to uh, have him on set anymore, obviously. Uh, he You're was no longer allowed to come onto yeah. the studio. Uh, but <laughs> Lana Turner's story gets a little bit darker when uh, years later, her uh, daughter uh, stabs Johnny Stampanato to death oh. because... Uh, he was trying to kill her mother and she grabbed a knife and in self-defense killed him. Um, And so uh, that is a uh, Hollywood tragedy that you might not have known about. Wow. Bananas, right? That's bananas. That's That's bananas. Stampanato deserved it, but I wish Connery had done it. So Sean Connery from that (laughs) moment could have gone on just gone around Hollywood and been like, you know, I killed a man with one punch. Because <laughs> that would be it. I stopped his heart with my fist. It's, I, I hit him so hard, his heart exploded. And so did his loins. <laughs> um, <laughs> William, thank you so much. Pipeline. Yeah, dude, perfect. William, thank you so much for being here. What a blast. Thank you so much for having me. This is so great. Of course, of course. We'll do it again. Uh, but unfortunately, that is all the time we have for The Way Highway this week. But make sure you listen to The Way Highway each and every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Adobe Radio. Go to the place where you get your podcast. Uh, you can catch up on all old episodes of The Way Highway. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Kristen, get us out of here. If you'd like to follow Sean Cowick, you could follow him at Sean Cowick. If you'd like to follow me, Kristen Sanchez, you could follow me at Siren16X. You could follow The Way Highway at The Way Highway or send us an email at wayhighway at adobe.com. And William Braver, where can they find you on social media? You can find me, you can follow me at, at William R. Bremer at most of the places. Yeah! Thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for being on and thank you Dr. God and thank you Nice Guy Digital and and thank you Adobe and thank you Bernie Jelly and thank you Gregory Jenkins. Boom! Did I get them all? You did it all! You did it all! We'll catch you next week, stoners. Love ya. Bye! Bye.